choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. What's up, guys? Episode 9. This is Thanks for Asking. I'm Suave at Sincerely Suave. Kells at KMGZ. And, um, and here we are. Here we are. Alright, I I believe you said you're gonna call this one uh I don't I don't know, I was thinking about it. I think I think right now that might be it, but we'll see as we go. Maybe we'll come up with a better title, but we'll see. Cause today, so we we uh alluded to before, starting back with the uh Baltimore episode that Suave has been in the back of the paddy wagon and knows <laughs> and, and and knows what that, that experience is like and the and the dimensions and we kept saying we was gonna tell the story later. So since this has been kind of a slow week, not been too much in the news, I figure, well, this is a good week to do it because it's not like, you know, a lot has popped off this week. And we gave y'all back-to-back episodes, so we covered a lot in that. So this will be the week that she tells her why she knows the dimensions of the paddy wagon story. This is it, guys. So go ahead. Get to it. <laughs> oh, we're going oh. to just dive right well, in? Well, I mean, I'll have questions, I'm sure. But, right. you know, wherever I... <laughs> it's funny because she told me to Google it. Google her name, it would come up, and it did come up. It's like, this, news, this Connecticut, uh, cause I thought, for, for, I didn't know, like, when you were telling the story, for some reason, I thought it was in Atlanta. I mean, I knew you was from Connecticut, but I didn't, like, know if it happened in Atlanta or if it happened in Connecticut. So when the Connecticut paper came up, I was like, oh, okay. And I read it, I was like, well, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah. Um, disclaimer, this is nothing that I glorify. Um, it's nothing that I'm proud of. It was a mistake. Um, but I guess I should give some backstory first. Yeah. So at this point in my life, um, I had left school, um, didn't know what I wanted to do, wanted to do music. My mom wasn't okay with that. I also became gay or not became gay, but came out rather. And, um, it wasn't easy for me. My parents... That was not okay at all. How, how, how old were you? I was 19, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Prime, prime gay years. Yeah. Listening audience. So, um, so was that. So, at this time, I was 22. I was working two jobs. I was working a lot. I worked like 100 hours a week or so on average. And I would work like 48 hours straight. Most times. Damn, what the hell you was doing? Sewing soccer balls? What were you doing work for that hours? <laughs> you stupid. Nah, I was doing, like, group home, like, direct care work. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I would, like, do 16 hours at one house, 16 at another, and, like, All right. back yeah. and forth. I had a friend that did that. She made good money, though. She was um, nursing, but it was kind of the same thing. She would, like, go take whatever job she wanted. She'd go stay at whoever the person needed to nurse for, like, four or five, or however long, you know, straight. But she made good money. Yeah, like... I mean, I was working a hell of a lot. I was doing all right. I was young, and I had a little bit of money and shit. And this was in Connecticut, right? This was in Connecticut. All right. So so that was that, and there was just a lot of turmoil in my house. And long story short, my mom kicked me out. 
So I was living at friend's house. I was living out of my car and got low. I started getting low on money because, you know, I'm spending money everywhere. Right. So me being me, I was like, all right, well, it's just me. Got to figure shit out. You know, I know some niggas that's getting some money, selling some stuff. I want to know what they know. Started hanging with them. And um, I wasn't doing anything yet. And I went to, we went on a road trip to Niagara Falls. And my homegirl, she she was aware that I was thinking about selling drugs. And she was just like, yo, nigga, you too smart for that shit. Like, she cussed me out. She was just like, no, fuck out of here. You're crazy. Don't do it. And she was like, you're going to do whatever you want to do. But I'm telling you, don't do it. Been there, done that. It's not for you. I'm like, all right, I hear you. Get back. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> and she knew it. So, I um, I was hanging with this dude. And uh, one day, went to meet him. And he was like, yo, let's go bring my mans. We're going we gonna to get some. We're going to go pick up some butt. Or whatever. He was supposed to roll me up and we was going to talk. He was like, all right, we got to pick up my man to go get it. So they was, was they was just selling bud or they was selling everything? Everything. Okay. But we were supposed to smoke and talk. That was that was the purpose of that that interaction. That time. Okay. <clears throat> so I go get him, go get his man, and he's like, Alright, so let's stop. You know, I gotta make this sale. We stop. Next he hops out. Next thing I know. We surrounded. Damn. So I'm like, all right. You you was driving? I was driving. It was my car. I was driving. Oh, shit. So I'm like, shit. All right. Time to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm with so, right. So I left. And uh, got away. I was I was going to a a, a Pee Wee football game before before the meeting. Uh, got sidetracked, went to the meeting. So after I was like, "Well, fuck it, I might as well just go back to the football game." So I'm on my way to the football game, and I see my homegirl's brother and their cousin. So I picked them up, and I was like, "Yo, what, where y'all going? What's up with y'all? I'm about to go to the football game." And they was like, "All right, we'll go, whatever." So I'm riding. Police catch up. How how did they saw your car? They had the license tag. Like how do you, how do you found you? Yeah, my car my car was you was gonna know it was me. My car was a, I had a red Camry. I think it was a 2010 red Camry, um, dark tints, and my license plate had a six six six. But they so they was surveilling because they would have to see him get out the car. I'm saying like so they saw they knew from the beginning it was your car. Yeah. All right. I mean, once I got away, I mean, I was surrounded, and allegedly, the <laughs> cops said that I tried to hit him, and I told him, I was like, dude, I wasn't trying to hit you. Like, if I was going to hit you, I would have hit you, but okay, that's nothing that I should have said, but yeah. <laughs> never say that. Um. Anyway, so they catch up to me, and I ran, so like... I ran for a good minute, so I took, I was on a side street, I'm still in this remote area, like, I didn't get that far, because I stopped, and I was on Rose Street, and I turned, 
I made a left on the main street on high speed chase down main street, <laughs> like on both lanes of the road. And I was like, well, what time, a, what time of the day is this? This was a Saturday at like two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon. God damn. Broad right. daylight. Bugged out. Bugged out. And like, I wasn't thinking nothing of it. And I, I had kids in the car and I was, man, so stupid. But, um, so I'm thinking like, I'm driving. I'm like, yo, if I get on the highway, like I'm gone. They'll never catch me if I get on the highway. But I got in traffic and I couldn't jump the car because my car was low in the front. So I got, got caught. It stopped me. It got me surrounded. I got my hands out and I'm like, all right, you know, it's over. So, there's drugs in the car. I didn't know. Before, before we get out of the car, so I get out of the car, or they come up, they get me out of the car, they throw me down, they think I'm a dude. And I'm like, no. Oh. And I have on a white beater and basketball shorts. You yeah. know I'm not a dude. Yeah. I got huge titties. <laughs> you never get me before, I got huge titties. <laughs> you know that I'm not a guy. So, especially in a white beater. You could have been a real fat guy, though. They be having huge titties, too. Nah, I was I was in shape then. Oh, okay. <laughs> Knew I wasn't a dude. So they, they throw me down, and I was like, yo, I'm a female. like, And uh, they were like, you're a female? Ha ha. Like, they thought that she was funny. So I took it, took all, I took everything, the knees in my, the knees in my neck and my back and all that shit. Whatever. They're like, you got anything in the car? And I'm like, no, I didn't know. Come to find out there's something in the car. I never, I don't even know what it was, still to this day. So they're like, does it belong to the kids? And I'm like, no, this has nothing to do with those kids. Like, leave them out, call their parents, get them home. So I'm like, all right. They get me down to the precinct or whatever. I'm in there. This is Saturday, so I nothing happens until Monday. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, they tried to feed. I didn't eat for those whole, that whole time. They gave them cheese sandwiches? Nah, they didn't even give me a sandwich. It was like coffee and crackers and some shit. Uh, yeah, that shit was awful, and they didn't have no blankets or nothing. Like it was freezing cold. When I tell you it was cold, and I don't get cold, it was cold. They had they you in like they had you in like the jail with all the other people. Or you was in like a separate cell. Nah, I was in the back. Uh, there wasn't nobody back there but me. Damn, they supposed to give you a blanket at least. Some shit. Nah, they gave me some toilet paper and they said make that shit work. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, my charges, I believe, they were, I got reckless endangerment. Reckless um, endangerment. Actually, let me see if I can pull them up. Do you remember offhand? Uh, it was it like was reckless endangerment, things. evading capture, uh, something like whatever, whatever, when you try to run an officer over, I forgot what they call it. They call it different pla- different things, different places, and... Like reckless, something assault, assault with a vehicle, maybe? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up. Something like that. But it was a lot of them. I think it was like 11. <laughs> felonies. All felonies. And like one misdemeanor. <laughs> this is my first time in trouble. They could have kept that misdemeanor. <laughs> right. So, um, so I get there. Like, I don't have any money. I get there. And there's a my my public defender. He comes out and he looks at me and he's like Chelsea, and I'm like yes. And he's like, damn. 
And I'm like, I know. He was like, you're fucked. And I was like, shit, like. You're supposed to be my lawyer. Right. Like, wow. He was like, I don't know. I don't know how we going to do this. I, I work in Hartford and Bridgeport and, like, big cities. This is a small town. I don't know how you're going to. They don't really. They operate like a small town. Now, Danbury's population is really not that small. But the mindset is. So, so how you end up with the with the real lawyer? I don't know. One day I showed up for court, and I had a social worker too. And I showed up for court, and she pulled me to the side, and she was like, "Um, something happened in the case. So now you have a a, a special a special defendant." And I was like. Okay, she never told me what, I still don't know to this day what happened in the case that I had to get this special defender, but I had one. She was like, you don't have to pay for it. Um, Go upstairs. It's the pretty lady in the pantsuit. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And from that moment, it was over. Like, this lady was like. And you never found, like, was the police department under some kind of, uh, uh, what's it called? Like, some kind of, um, damn, I'm losing all my words. Some kind of, were the police department having issues or were they under some kind of mandate or were they under some kind of investigation? Like it sounded like it sounded like maybe something was already going on in the police department, so everybody they arrest, or maybe they had a, a history of like some shit, and that's how you got how you got this lawyer. Like it sounded like they was under maybe under already under some kind of mandate, because I never heard of that before. Just oh, you know, like maybe they were already under surveillance or or review. Or something, so they like, yo, everybody gets arrested by them. They gonna, we not giving a public defender. We gonna get them a special lawyer. I don't know. That's I never heard of that before, though. Nah, they. I've I've had an interaction with them before that opened my eyes to how dirty things were in that town. Because before that, I had no idea. But as far as things reaching um, public knowledge, excuse me. Y'all got me getting emotional. Consent no order. Money. That's what I've been trying to say. Consent order. They may have been under some kind of consent order. So where whatever happened, maybe there's some investigation, some past thirty dealings. So they got caught for something. So they may have been under some kind of consent order that says everybody they charge, you know, with felonies or whatever the case may be, um, gets a, gets appointed a lawyer because of um, some shit they did in the past. I don't know. That's what I just. I'm trying to think of why that would would occur because usually. They stick your ass with the the uh, PD. You you just stuck. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I was no one explained it to me. I really didn't ask. I wasn't gonna ask any questions. Right, like I ain't got no questions. Just let's go. Yeah. There was there was no questions to ask. I didn't have money for that lawyer. So so she got your charges down to what and what you and what she had to do. I left with no charges. Um, Shoo. Was the lawyer pretty? She was gorgeous. Was she white or black? She was Portuguese. Oh, uh, that's white. All right. Is it white? Yeah. Is Portugal, that considered that is considered Portugal, Portugal, she was, uh, or she's Brazilian, rather. Oh, that could go either way. Was she? Latina. Yeah, they could be white. They could be black. They could be Indian. They could be a lot of shit. She looked ethnic, so I would put her on the black side. Oh, okay. But um, what happened was I got two um, diversionary programs. One was for, since I had mental health history, I got one for that. So I had to like go to therapy and take meds for depression um, for a, 
a compliance of three years. I had probation for three years, um, which I did. And I also had one for the drug part. Um, and that was gone after a year. I had to do a class for a 15 week class and like stay clean. Um, and I had drug tests, random drug tests. Well, not random, but it was every month. And my probation officer told me when they were going to be. So. Oh, okay. How many How many drugs was in the car? It was just weed they found the drugs? They found other stuff? No, I think it was cocaine. I never, I didn't ask. So I, it was from the dude? He had stash of shit in the car? Probably so, I mean. So they yeah. caught the dude also, though, right? The one that was selling. Yeah. Your boy yeah. or whoever. Yeah. He hopped out to sell. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know this dude like that. That was just... Somebody that was an affiliate of somebody that I know. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you got to watch niggas again. You caught. Yeah. It's, it was a fluke. But it, like, the cops tried to spin it like there was kids in the neighborhood. They was outside. Oh, they like, always come up with the most shit they can. And they tried to say that I had the kids in the car the whole time and all this other stuff. Like, you couldn't see who was in my car. What are you talking about? Yeah. They, they try to. crazy. They try to come up with the most they can because they know everything's not going to go, but they throw everything at you and hopefully something will stick, usually. And so, um, oh, and my bail was 75000 So I spent a month in jail. God damn. Yeah. Oh, that sounds hard. How was that? Oh, my God. You was orange the new black. It's fucking terrible. Ew. You was in there with, with, with broads or you was by yourself? No, I was with, I was in general pop. I was with What that was like? Fucking terrible. I mean, was they cool in there? Was they trying to fuck with you? Like, Nah, I had one person fuck with me, but she was coming down off a cocaine addiction. So she was going through stuff. So I didn't take it personally. She wasn't really coming after me. Were they trying to get chose up in there? Hell yeah. (laughs) And I, I played the game. You had to play the game because I... When I got locked up, I couldn't even call my mother. Like, I couldn't call anyone. I didn't know anyone's number except for my best friend. Uh, that was it. Yeah, that's, so, that's the age of the cell phones. Niggas don't know nobody's numbers no more. <laughs> like, that shit is on my phone. I can't tell you what the number is. Well, yeah, in addition to that, like, we weren't on good terms. So it was like... Oh, uh, she didn't know you was locked up? Actually, she did. What happened, what was crazy is my father, he drove, he drove by as it happened. So he saw my car and was like, yo, what the fuck? So he and I lived right up the street. So he drove home and was like, "Yo, uh, on Main Street, going to jail." So my mom, come to find out, my mom was like down at the precinct, like cussing everybody out, like (laughs) bring me my daughter up here. And they were just like, "Man, this is not how it works." You got to go. (laughs) See you Monday at court, ten a.m. Oh, so you had some girlfriends? You had some hoes up in jail? I had. I had one chick. She was. Straight, um, so she says, but... Straight, straight to, uh, gay to release? Yeah, but what we did was, she was real cool, and, uh, we were both in there. I, I was, I'm gonna be honest, I was in there, I was petrified. Like, when I walked into lockup, at this time, you know, and I was, I was, I was way smaller, I was a little bit cut. Like I said, I had on a white beater and basketball shorts when this all happened. So I walked in the lockup, and there was... All this cat whistling and howling and like I was terrified and I was like, "Oh shit!" You had the mag, you had the the, the ice grill on though, right? Uh, yeah, I had to. I mean, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, I got a whole, I got a whole game plan for if I. Hopefully, I never go to jail, but I got like a whole game plan for what I what I'm gonna do if I go that's, to jail. I mean, that's just my natural reaction face. Like I'm not even yeah. conscious of it, but yeah. yeah. So 
what I did, my instincts was look around. I picked a cell with the old lady. Went in that cell. Oh, they let like, you just do whatever cell you want? They didn't tell you this yourself? Nope, not not in lock Oh. We had to, then we had to wait for the paddy wagons to come to take us up to the prison. So it was like the pod where they got the tables in the middle and the cells around the side? Or if it was like old school jail where it's like a row of, of cells? In the lockup, it's just like a big room and then there's about eight cells. Oh, okay. Eight, maybe like six by six. Oh. So it'd be like several people in each cell? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then the paddy wagons come and then they chain you to each other and you get in and then they take you. To the jail jail. Yeah. And then so at the jail jail, was, did you have hoes or no? Well, like I said, I met that one girl and she came in and she was telling me about her story. And I was like, well, look, because they was after her too. And I was like, well, you're going to be my girlfriend if anybody asks. We could power up like Voltron. <laughs> we together. <laughs> right? This is how we going to do this. She was white or black? She was black. All right. She was like, all right. What was her charges? She was in there for arson. Oh, shit. Who she burnt up? Her baby daddy. Oh. Was, I had to hear the whole story. What was it, two sides? It probably was two sides. Nah, it was a abuse. Oh, see, that's two sides. Well, no, nah, I mean, it was her side only. I understood. It was after <laughs> several years of abuse. Yeah, she was like, fuck that nigga. Burn up. Yeah. Ain't no two sides. Yeah. Well, it's two sides. It's what they say and what happened. Well, yeah. So, it's always two sides. But, oh, damn. I didn't know you was in jail for a month. I thought you just sat in there for like a few weeks. Woo! Light skin cows can't go to no jail for no month. Good Lord. I, I, I already know, man. I'm just going there like, I don't know. I'm a lie. Do they know you? They don't know your charges, right? You can lie, right? I'm a lie, first of all. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm like some, I'm in here on murder, B. What? Nah, I ain't lie. I just told her. Everybody was like, oh, you crazy as fuck. And I was like. Yeah, actually, yeah. You ain't had to lie about your shit. Like, yo, fuck, I ran from police. I almost got away. Yeah, me, I'm be up in there. I'm be like, yo, I killed 10 niggas, B. Don't be number 11. I'm going to have mask group face. I'm going to go all in. I already decided, man. I'm just going all in, get the tattoos, all that. Fuck it. But I ain't going to jail. But I'm just saying, you got to be prepared. You never know. Nah, it was it was all types of crazy shit. One girl, she asked me on a date. Um, At jail? Right. Where y'all was going to go? Like, to the commissary? Right. And I asked her, I was like, well, where are we going? She was like, we can do it at lunch. It's do hot what? dogs today. And I was like, girl. <laughs> do what? <laughs> And I was like, well, what are you here for? She was in there um, as an accomplice to murder. And I was like, oh. man, we don't have anything to Not talk about. Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Damn. Damn, Chelsea was in jail. So, I don't know. So far, we might keep that. We might keep that title. But you said you want, oh, that reminds me. I got a little, remind me after, you, after we go in on your life skin homie. I got a little comment. I know we have this ongoing title thing, but I got another thing to say about title. But you said you wanted to get in your boy Chris's ass. Oh. No, I don't really want to get in his ass. It's just that I want Chris to win. I really do. Because I think he's so talented and he has the ability to be so great. And I just... So many things he does can just be avoided if he would think them out. Or if he would have... I don't know if it's because he doesn't have the right people around him. Or... He is immature. He makes bad decisions. He doesn't get down to the root of what his problems is. 
He has bad people around him. And honestly, like, I'm, I know you be rooting for him, and I was rooting for him too, but at some point, man, it's not like he's a young kid, you know? It ain't like he's 17, 18 years old. He's almost 30-year-old, man. And at some point, nigga, it's just you. It's just you. You can't keep blaming shit on outside forces. It's you. But at the same time, he got he got into the industry at an early age. So, like, I can understand or I don't really understand. So did Rihanna. So but, did a lot of people. It's you. But it, it, doesn't, it, it affects everybody differently. So that could have, I, that can be weighing listen, in on him. I'll give you that. I would have given you that five years ago. I'd have given you that four years ago. When the nigga had the kid, I was like, okay. He got this kid, now he finally gonna grow up and settle down. And then not even goddamn retch around two days later, here go this nigga fucking Michael Jackson posing on IG like he a fucking blood. Nigga, you not a gang member. You not tough. None of them little fucking tight skinny jean niggas you with is tough. Like, come on, man. You got a fucking child that you responsible for. You grown. This nigga's almost 30 years old, yo. He is not a teenager. All them days is over, homie. Grow the fuck up. I really just want somebody to knock this nigga out. I swear to God. I want that little nigga that hit Surge or, or whoever. Because this motherfucker's not tough, Be Like, yo, you, come on, dude. You a clown. And honestly, I ain't trying to be no mental health expert. But, I, you know, as a criminal justice major, I took a lot of abnormal psychology class. And, and, and also, we took some classes, um, you know, in my other job. Because you got to interrogate people. You got to know different shit. And, I mean, he was diagnosed with bipolar when he was in jail. And to me, he's bipolar one-on-one. If you read the symptoms of bipolar, that's what this nigga is. I'm not saying it's not cocaine. I'm not saying he don't be on cocaine. Because even Mike Tyson, when he tells his bipolar story, Mike Tyson, if you have, you ever see his um stand-up or his one-man show, it, it's excellent. It's awesome. And he talks about it in depth. And he talks about, because he has bipolar too, and he also was on cocaine. And he just so, he's so um real with it. He tells, like, the different incidents that we all read about in the news, he tells it from his point of view. And it's so good. And it's like, dude, that's Chris Brown to a T. But my issue with Chris Brown is what I just said. Nigga, you grown. You a grown-ass fucking man. And at some point, I don't give a fuck how long you came to the industry. I don't give a fuck none of that, who you around. As a grown-ass man, you got to pull yourself together and be like, you know what? I got a child now. I have all this opportunity. I've been blessed with all this talent. And, and I got to get whatever these niggas, whoever it is around me, got to get them the fuck. And I got to get my life together. This nigga defending Tigger. Tigger's a fucking child molester. Payton. I think he just realized it, though. You don't think... I think that... Nah. He'd be cool that, for two weeks. Instagram posts from the other day, from this what? week. Yeah, he say that shit, and then two weeks later from now, Karuchi gonna do some shit. He gonna pop right back on my Instagram, like, hey, 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 just like Crystal said on the... Uh, I what retweeted What if he does it? Huh? What if he does it? He keep doing it, though. Every time we think he cool, he keep doing it, because he don't... He tells the story. This is just my opinion. I'm not a doctor or anything, but I mean, I got common sense. He, when the whole thing with Rihanna, the, the bottom line is this. You have to deal with the root of what your issue is. And until you deal with that... Huh? I said, this is very true. And until you deal with that, you're going to have the same fuck shit. And he said when the whole Rihanna thing happened, he was like, you know, yeah, my step... I don't know if it was his stepfather or his father that beat his mom and how he was terrified. And, that, and, and that's the root of his issue. Because... I think, again, I'm not a professional psychiatrist, but you get a lot of anger. He's very misogynistic. He's very controlling and abusive towards women. And we all know, you know, anybody that took any of these classes, you know, um, domestic abusers, they don't grow up out of the ether. They usually come from households where domestic abuse went on, and it's learned behavior. Just like if you grow up in a normal family, you learn. That's the behavior you learn, and you and you perpetuate that. If you grow up in a dysfunctional or domestic abusive family, that's the behavior you learn, and, and you perpetuate that. So I think... 
That's the rule. He never dealt with that from the whole Rihanna situation. He never really took, in my opinion, never really takes responsibility for anything he did, including that. It's always the fans or the pressure or no, nigga, no. It's you. You are a fuck ass nigga, and and rather than deal with your, with your situation and deal and get to the root of what your problems is, you just surround you yourself with people who tell you it's not. Just like when he went on the radio or that interview I was ranting on, he was talking about how Rihanna can't do no better than him. Even that interview, you know, it's like, dude, you everything is an excuse. Everything you you never confront what your issue is, and and that's going to be the problem. It's like you're an abusive motherfucker. Look, I don't know, I don't. I, hopefully, he's never put his hands on Karuchi. You know, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully, he hasn't. But we see his abusive tendencies toward her, and that's just what we see. So I can imagine what goes on when it's just them two. You know what I mean? Trying to control her, calling her a hoe, putting up personal. But that's all. That's all. One oh one of an abuser, and until he deals with that shit, he's gonna forever be a fuck nigga. And I just pray for his little daughter because nigga. And if he keep going the way he going, that's what happened to Tupac. Tupac got it fucked up and, and was playing that gangster, and he had real gangsters around him, and that's how he got killed. And Chris Brown keep fucking around with his blood because listen, Tyson Beckford might be a model and all that, but don't get it fucked up. That nigga's from Queens, New York, and he's from old school New York, and you don't know who the fuck he know. He's 40-something years old. He grew up in New York when New York was New Jack City, New York. You don't know who the fuck he know. And you keep, you know, he, he gonna try that just like such night. He gonna try that shit on the wrong one. And somebody might fucking cap his ass or at least be, hopefully it just be beat his ass down. Because I really don't want to see the nigga get hurt. But he keep going like he going. Like, nigga, you better just body wave and do your little pop lock because you ain't no thug. And you keep going at and playing around with this little gang shit like you do. And somebody gonna cash your ticket, your ticket homie, and, and then what? Then all these little fucking girls gonna be out here crying and shit. Yeah, I definitely think it, he has an issue with accountability. Yeah, that's a major one. I just lost my train of thought. You pretty much said it all. Though. I'm just oh, and like oh, he's so, <laughs> you're so like, mad at him. like yeah, because like we were saying on Twitter, man, look at all the broads you done had, man. You done had Rihanna and crew. You done had so many blessings. You tall, you light-skinned, you handsome, you talented. You were supposed to be the next Michael Jackson and you could have still been, even after the fuck-up, if you would have handled it right. Even, yo, even the incident. Like, niggas always love defending Chris Brown, but have you ever read, like, the actual police report of what happened that night? It was horrible, yo. He punched her up like that, then just threw her out in the street and left her out there and, like, in the middle of nowhere. Thank God she had herself. I'm like, come on, man. Like, and, and his team supported that. His team of just put, like, come on, man. Everybody that's surrounding you is a fuck nigga. Everybody that's advising you or is a fuck nigga. And, and I just, I don't have it for that kid no more, man. You've been blessed too much. You got too many blessings and you just keep fucking up. And it's not, it's not cute, dude. You're, you're grown. You're not a kid. If you were 17, 18, I'd be like, all right, he gonna grow out of it. You a grown ass fucking man, man. You too old for that shit. Up on Instagram, up on social media, I'll break your legs. So I'm like, come on, man. That girl, first of all, you done did so much shit to that girl. And the picture was innocent as fuck. It was just them in the picture. Like, nigga, grow the fuck up. I ain't got it for him no more, man. I seriously, I don't, I don't, I don't have it for him. And I'm at this point where I don't want him to die. But I, I think what's gonna have to happen for Chris Brown to really get the message is he's gonna have to fuck with the wrong one or roll up on the wrong one. 
and they going, because you see he a bitch, right? Because you see, that just like all men that beat women, you a fucking bitch. Because 50 was taking pictures with Karushi the day before, had her up on stage and everything. He ain't say nothing to 50, because he know 50 ain't the nigga to fuck with. But he thought Tyson Beck were, oh, this a model dude, he ain't gonna do shit, let me pop to him. You ain't say shit to 50, and you ain't gonna say shit to nobody that's really real, because you know they gonna come knock you and your whole your little skinny jean crew. So I don't, I don't got, I just, at this point I'm like, man, one, he gonna have to fuck with the wrong dude, and I don't know who it's gonna be. And they're going to have to roll up and break that dude's jaw and, and let just, him know. I just want to help him. Like, I just... He got to help himself, though, man. Everybody wants to help him. Like, but again, man, you, you, you was in anger management. I don't know what you did in there, but you probably didn't. You probably had the cheat code. You definitely wasn't taking it serious. You couldn't even co- co- complete your community service, nigga. Look how much, look how, look how much he had to go through to do a community service. Like, you ain't taking none of this shit serious, dude. You trying to roll in Canada... And, and thought she was going to get in? Like, come on, man. You had, The nigga is, he's been sheltered. He's not, he doesn't have accountability. From what I understand from people who are closer to the situation than me that know him and know his mom, his mom is a big enabler. And, and, and I've seen it because when the whole shit with Rihanna went down, she was all on the internet. Oh, the truth going to come out and all that bullshit. Like, yeah, that, but you got your ass beat in front of your son, and instead of fucking doing the right thing, you just fucking protecting him some more, and it's just perpetuating this fucking nigga cycle, and it's like, I wouldn't care if he ain't have a kid now, like, come on, son, if that ain't, that's why I'm not here for him, because usually, that's what changes people, when they have a kid, oh, I gotta take in this other person now, I don't got time for this shit, and that's what everybody thought was happening with Chris Brown, because for a minute, he was cool, he was posting his little girl picture, and then he pop up with this fuck shit, because Perucci want to take a picture with somebody. Come on, nigga. I think it's a it's, it's a process, honestly. Well, how long is this process, yo? Because this process been ongoing. That shit happened in 07. It's 2013. How long it's is your process? It has unresolved issues. It's just like you have to wait for people to come to terms with what they're dealing with. He ain't doing it, though. He ain't coming to terms. He thinks it's over it, with. He thinks it's over he with. Like, um, didn't his babysitter sleep with him or like molest him? Yeah, that's another thing. He ain't never dealt with that. He on the radio talking about, but you know I handle it like a real G. Nigga, you was molested. You were molested. Deal with that. He got, that's what I'm saying. There's so many underlying issues to his shit that he don't want to deal with because he just rather be a knuckle. He on the radio. Fuck you. You know, if you come around me and my boys, you know what it is. We just going, he's a fuck nigga. He's a fuck nigga. He's proud of being a fuck nigga because it's easier to be a fuck nigga than for him to do the work that's necessary for him to not be a fuck nigga. And he don't give a fuck. And that's why I'm not here for him. Like, dude, come on, man. If Mike Tyson, you understand how... Fu- Mike Tyson went to jail for rape. You understand how fucked up Mike Tyson's life was? And that motherfucker could figure it out and do what he had to do. And now look how he got a whole second life. And, and, and he's a good dude because he'll tell you in a minute how he was an asshole. He was a piece of shit. If Mike Tyson can do that shit, anybody can do that shit. Because Mike Tyson was the baddest shit. motherfucker on the planet. Shit, if I can do it. Right? Like, come on, man. Like, dude, you, you got too many blessings, and, 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 you know, you keep taking that shit for granted, and the fall is going to be real hard, my dude. That's why I just, I just, I just want to talk to Chris. Like, Chris, you can do this. This shit is not that hard. Yeah. Fucking wake up. He, if he would get rid of all them fucking yes men and the neighbors around him, he might could do it, but he ain't going to do that. And as long as you got this position. Like, I don't know too much about the industry, but it's like, is there nobody that's just like Chris? Not, not really. Do you not know who you could be. 
Not really, because they all eating off of him. They all eating off of him, and, and he's taking them to Vegas and all of that. So whatever they're going to get out to do to keep that going, that's what they're going to do. They're not going to say no. Yeah, it's that's why a lot of, if you notice, a lot of the stars, or not a lot, but the few that really make it and keep it real and have longevity, they roll with the crew for, look at Rihanna. That's her crew from day one, you know? They roll with, they, yeah, they still had a, you know, industry people, it's necessary, but they crew, they roll with their day one crew. Kevin Hart, Meek Mill, all these dudes, they roll with their day one crew. Drake, they've been the same niggas since they was little, and they doing it together. That's how you do it, but you get the, that's another, that's a t- bring me to a topic I want to talk about too on here. It's a nice transition, but you get these other cool niggas that they get in the industry, and they get to a certain point, and then they start getting different people in their ear, and they feel like, oh, they ain't doing it big unless they over here with them, unless they doing this, and that's why we see all this cool shit going on with a lot of these niggas up here. They get to Hollywood, whatever, and they and they start rolling with the white folks, and start, you know, because the white man's ice is colder, and whatever the white man want to do got to be superior to what everybody else want to do, and they, and they lose themselves, so it's it's... Or, in the instance of a Chris Brown and somebody, they've been in the, the, the industry all their life, and that's just what they get used to. And again, you know, they never take... And, if, and it's hard. Like, when you got an enabler, like somebody like your mom or somebody that's really close to you, that's not really trying to tell you the right thing to do, right. it's harder also. Because, like, Usher, you see what happened with Usher? Him and his mom had a break. Because when he tried to marry that old-ass lady, his mom was like, oh, no, hell no. You know, like, and, and, and she ended up being right. But they had a break because his mom was like, look, that's what you want to do. Go ahead. But I ain't, I ain't doing that. But you got to have somebody in your life like that. He don't. He don't. He doesn't. That's, that's really unfortunate. Like that. For me, like, as you can see, like, it drove me literally. It drove me mad for me and my mom to be on turmoil or, like, not have her there. Right. I mean, most people, I think that would be the case. But, you know, if you, again, if you got them, if you got them, and listen, it's all of these baby boys out here. They mama, they ain't never do nothing wrong, and it's always somebody else's fault, and y'all always taking him. I mean, you know, it's a lot of moms like that out there, and she's one of them. And it's like, yo, you you, you raise up kids that don't be shit. I hate to say it, but you do. Because you never make them take responsibility. You never make them do the right thing. You always make excuses for them. So, I mean, what you expect? Yeah, you know, so, and he's one of them. So that that's that's on that. But um, yeah, I'm I you know again I don't wish him no bad, but I'm just I'm just I'm over him and I'm over his defenders and I'm over the people that's like always just making excuses for him and making like nigga he's a fuck he been he been a fuck boy for so long now and everything he does just reconfirms that and he's abusive. He is abusive, and these people think just because somebody not punching you in your eye, they don't mean there's all there's there's a a, a ratchet up to that. I don't know if he's Hikaruchi, but come on, man, he's abusive. He gets on Instagram, don't let the thought form from anger. It's like everything is trying to control her when she's not doing what he want to do. Then she he want to get on the Instagram and act a fool and try to embarrass her and all this and all that and try to threaten her. And she don't she seem very you know she don't seem too you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the girl, but she seems a little timid and meek and mild to me. So I'm sure he's doing those things to intimidate her. And I don't know if it's working or not. Hopefully it's not. But, you know, it's like, come on, dude. You're, you're fucking abusive. You, you need to go get your shit together because it's not going to end well if you don't. Yeah, I don't want it to be confused. I don't. He is who he is. He is a jerk. 
He is an abuser. He, he does have abusive behavior. He makes terrible decisions. Terrible decisions. Um, but at the same time, like, I acknowledge that who he is, but I know who he could be. Like, I know that these are the negative aspects of, like, these are character flaws. And I also at po- certain points in my life, like, I've been, I, maybe I feel for him because I've been that person at points in my life. Not not to say that I was out here beating people up because I'm not a fighter at all, but I've been a jerk. I've been an asshole. I, I've, I've lashed out. I've been, you know, and these are still, these. this is shit that I still deal with at times. Yeah, at times. Not your whole fucking life. We all have. There's a such thing as age-appropriate behavior also. Like, you let you let something slide because at certain ages, okay, that's what you do. But this nigga just getting older and older. He ain't getting no better. He's, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sick of this nigga, man. I just, you know, I, I was like, oh, he's gonna get it, oh, he gonna get it together. And I gave him mad chances, but he's not gonna get it together because he, he's just a fuck, he don't take, he, the bottom line is he does not take responsibility. Everything is somebody else. He don't want to have a whole baby on the screen. He's a shitty ass dude. The whole story with how he just was like, I'll be right back. And then showed up on camera with Rihanna. Like, come on, man. You was a shitty ass dude. You was if he sh- does and he doesn't, you know, I ain't going to lose no sleep. I want him to win. That's that's the, the moral. I, I don't know. When potential run out at some point. Like, niggas only got so much, uh, you know, give for you. I and mean, you just keep fucking... Whatever. We didn't talk about him enough. So, um, but that brings me to another point. So, did you see, uh, you might not have saw it because it wasn't like a big story, but the picture where um, B and, and Jay was at the title office and it was like all the, um, all the white employees and people yes. were like, oh, this nigga, you know, like, I thought that was kind of a valid point. That made me stop. I was like, huh, not just for Jay, but at least the bigger conversation because, you know, like, I, I I told you, I don't know if I told the audience, like, when I first, when I went to law school, I, you know, and for a few years, not what I do right now, but I did, like, entertainment law, like, mainly music, but I did also film and television, and, I mean, I still kind of do it, but the reason I took a pause from it is because, well, for music, for one, and the business is not what it was, like, a lot of, you know, I interned for a lot of lawyers here in New York and L.A., and, um, you know, I just started noticing, because I'm, like, you know, always scanning the scene, and I was like, well, you know, a lot of the lawyers that, I, I research or follow to try to, you know, maybe I would want to do what they do, but they have been in the business for 20, 30 years already. So they, they got in the business when the music business was, you can still get in and make a lot of money, not like now. And um, the one thing, like, that I really noticed a lot, like, when I was in New York, particularly not so much in L.A., but when I was in New York, I was in, interning for a lot of, like, independent lawyers, so, you know, small firm lawyers, are they not, like, a big law firm. And I was just noticing how, like, for instance, Reggie, he'll tell you the story, and he's told it before. He was one of Jay-Z's first lawyers. You know, he did, like, his first album. For, he talks about it on his podcast, Combat Jack. He did, um, you know, Jay-Z's first album. And I was just, like, noticing, like, a lot of cats, like Diddy, the Jay-Z's and all that, when they first get in the, in the business, you know, they have the black lawyers. They start out with the black lawyers. But then when they get to a certain point, they and, – and it's different. Sometimes it's because the lawyer don't really want to go with them that past that point. But a lot of times it's because – once they get to a certain point, they don't want to deal with the black lawyer no more. Now they want to go get the, you know, the, I'm going to say, quote, fingers to Jewish lawyers, because that's what they all say in their they little raps. And the white law firms, because, you know, oh, well, I'm big time now, so I got to have these big time lawyers. And it's like, you know, that's, and, 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 but then at the same time, 
you know, like Jay and them, they'll get up there and they rap about dominoes, dominoes, only black and only however I go. I'm like, yeah, but you kind of part of that, though, because when y'all motherfuckers get up to that echelon, y'all trade off and, and y'all go with the white. And, and I'm honestly, like, yo, them white lawyers, they not no, they not much better than, than, than I'm not even going to say much better. They're not better than a lot of black lawyers because a lot of black lawyers, we come up in the culture and we know the culture, we know the music, and these white boys don't. And all they give a fuck about is a dollar, and they advise you to do all kind of bullshit because all they give a fuck about is not not all of them, it's a few, but like for the most part, and that's and that's a large part of the reason why the industry is so whack now. That's a large part of the reason why all the black A and R's or consultants or, or or just you know try to get it how they live because Zach and Seth and them, the dudes that we used to make fun of, we was in high school and we was creating the culture. These are the little suburban kids that, you know, had their vanilla ice and, and trying to put all the fashions on at one time. And you'd be like, nigga, you corny as hell. Like, nobody listen to vanilla ice. Oh, what y'all listen to? And then, you know, here they come the next week. So basically consumers, they they not, not a culture culture. They didn't make the culture. They just fucking vultures on the culture. So they, and, right. And now they run in the industry. And it's like, that's a large reason why. Because so that's kind of. Come back, Jack. I watched that TED, uh, TED Talks did on. On the, on the culture. That yeah, was, it's, it's, it's true. It's true. Like, they ran inside of our own shit, and a lot of it is because uh, the Nicki Minaj's and the Beyonce's and the Jay-Z's, and a lot of them, when they get to a certain point, oh, they can't, you know, now they gotta go with the white boys. And it's like, yo... That you, doesn't even register me as sensible, because, like, as an artist, me, and I, I mean, I, sent, I consider myself moderately conscious. Maybe a little bit more. But for the most part, I like to think that I'm pretty aware but I, I would want a black lawyer i would too i would too especially in that i or i, I would want somebody i won't say i mean yeah I would somebody want ethnic rather i would want somebody that understands that's what i'm saying that's what i was about to say you ain't necessarily got to be black it's just a few of them it's a few don't get me wrong i'm not saying all it's a few of them the jewish kids that really grew up in the culture also and they right. appreciate the culture a few of them but yeah but it's like but that's it's like that cool mentality though like oh I'm, at, I'm making this much money. I got to go get the white lawyer. And and listen, as, as some of y'all out there know y'all want to say, it is a flip side because there's a lot of niggas out here that do nigga business. And, and once you get to a certain point, you can't deal with them because they're not legit. But but that's, that's a, you know, it's it's ones out here that do. And it's just, it's frustrating. So it's like kind of why I'm, I chilled on a little bit because I'm like, man, you either got to go get up in these firms with the white people and we all know how that is. And you're going to have to be arguing with them. They trying to tell you about your shit. And you're like, you don't even, this ain't even your shit. You don't know shit about this. What you going to tell me? I don't give a fuck about your little spreadsheet. I'm telling you, this shit is hot. Nobody's listening to that shit over there. Like, whatever. Y'all don't know shit about it. All y'all know is to chase a sound. Y'all don't know anything about creating. Like, you know what I mean? Nothing about it. Y'all just follow. That's all y'all do. All of y'all's fans. But, um... You know, so that's why I kind of, like, stepped aside, like, yo, I don't know if this is really, because all the lawyers I know, you know, it ain't, it ain't, a lot of them, it's like, it ain't as sweet as they make it out to be, like, a lot of them is really chasing checks, which means, like, you know, you do the deal, and then you gotta, like, be hounding a nigga to pay you, or you negotiate it, even if you negotiate your fee up front, you still gotta wait for the record label to cut the checks, and nowadays, they don't get cut like they used to, so I just was like, I don't know about it, so, I mean, I still... I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'm actually getting more more interested in the creative side now, as you know. But I just it was just fun. I, I thought that was a good critique of title. I'm like, you know, that is a good point because you know, 
I mean, J and B, I, I'm going to be honest. When they be, when they be showing them pictures, they be chilling with a lot of white people. And don't get me wrong. Do your business. You got to do your business when you got to do it. But I'm like, you talking all this black stuff, but you could probably insist on some of them meetings. Hey, why don't you hire some black programmers? If I'm going to put my name on this, I want you to hire some black programmers. I want you to hire some black marketing companies. You know, and I'll, I'm not saying it's not done, but it don't seem like it's being done. You know, so. Yeah, I, um... Well, my thing with that is I do I do understand that argument and that debate, but it was just like he bought this company that was already a, a freestanding company, so it already had employees. It was already operating, so he couldn't come in and just, you know, fire these people. Or yes, he could. Hire. They do that shit all the time. That's what a merger is. They come in, they bring their people in, they're going to keep who they're going to keep. The rest of y'all got to go. That's what happened to all the record companies. Yes, well, you can. He, well, he could have, but then we just, I mean, well, we assume he could have, but we just found out that he doesn't even own majority in the company, so could he really? I mean, he still could. He has, and for all that old majority, he don't own majority in the Nets either, but he has a big influence. I mean, why is anybody paying attention to the title? Because that's Jay-Z's company. If Jay-Z goes away, nobody gives a fuck. If there, I mean, people, very little people already give a fuck as it is. If he goes away, nobody gives a fuck. I mean, yeah, okay, you can't come through. Let's say that's the truth. You can't come through, but you can still put. It's fun, you know. You can use your pressure to market your shit, and you can use your pressure to put more money in your pocket and do what's best for you. But you can't use your pressure to like, hey man, it's it's a lot of white faces right here. Ain't no black people that can that can work for this app. Ain't no ain't no brothers that can sit in the boardroom. Are people really mad at Title because it's Jay Z, or are they mad at the establishment itself and what it stands for? They ain't mad at shit. I don't know. Because half these people talking about the service sucks ain't even tried the service because they still talking about it's $25. And I'm like, that's how I know you ain't tried it because it ain't $25. It's a $10 option. It's a 19 So I know you ain't tried it. So a lot of it is just Jay-Z hate. A lot of it is just, you know, you got pallet folding Twitter. Everybody on Twitter it knows everything about business and knows everything about marketing and, and you know, Gordon Gecko Twitter. Meanwhile, niggas can't tell a point collar from a spread collar. But they know everything about, corp- you know, the corporate <laughs> right. world and shit. So half of that shit, I just, like, scroll past. Like, y'all niggas don't know what y'all talking about. But, yeah, I think a lot of it is just... And, again, I think the criticism about how he unveiled it was legit. That's legit criticism. But, I mean, okay, it's been unveiled now. Go listen to the shit. If you like it, get it. If you don't, don't. But this is the need to keep, you know, whatever. Like, whatever. Y'all don't do that shit when Steve Jobs come out. That's all I'm saying. Right. And then the whole time, like, he's been saying, he's like, yo, even if, I think, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong, I think he said, you know, this could have been done better in, in so many words, like the release or whatever. And then the girl get in trouble or, like, he pulled her to the side or whatever. But he said that this is more about the conversation that this creates about the music platforms and the, and the creative, um, the creative process and the people getting paid, the people that need to get the money, the people that need to eat behind the music that you love, getting the money that they need. That's what he made this about. I understand that, but why can't part of that conversation be like, yo, why is this shit all white? Why is there so few minorities in this in this industry? Why? Because we create the culture, and and, and honestly, we purchase a lot of the culture also. So why is all? Why every time I come up in these places, it's always all white people? Because I mean, if you're gonna get on stage and freestyle about it and rap about it and make that your platform, then you know, I listen again. I'm not siding with these niggas. I like Title. I like Jay. But I'm just saying, I thought it was a valid criticism. And it's not just for him. It's, it's a lot of them like that. Like, okay, well, why don't you put your you put your you put your power and your influence about behind shit that benefits you? But 
this is something you could really put your power and influence behind and you're not doing it, or, or you're not doing it publicly to where we can see. But when you want to get on the stage and freestyle to support your shit, it's all good. You know, and I, don't get me wrong, you know, I understand you're a rapper, but I mean, I'm just saying, it's you. back in the day, back in the 60s and the 70s, artists used their influence. Like we saw, you know, niggas went to the Olympics and they put their hands up in the black fist. Niggas was conscious and they used their influence and they used their voice. And these niggas nowadays only worried about a check. I said it. They only worried about a check. So they don't want to fuck up the uh, mess up the white people and, and have the white people mad and be controversial because I will know. And that's all they care about. And it's like at some point you have enough money where that shouldn't be a concern. You have enough money and, and enough following and enough people that will that will stand by you that that should not be a concern. It's like, come on, man, how rich you want to be? You got a billion dollars, okay? At a billion dollars, can you maybe stand up and be like, hey, you know what? It's a whole lot of black um, marketers out here. It's a whole lot of black um, programmers out here. It's a whole lot of black A&Rs or whatever they have, whatever the equivalent is of streaming service out here. Why we can't get none of them in the door? What's the problem? What? Are they, ain't nobody qualified? This is my opinion. You know, you can. Yeah, no, I hear you. It, it is a fair. It was a fair criticism. I just, I just felt like honestly that. Yeah, they just hating. They, they definitely yeah. are. And the critic, really some of the criticism is dumb. It's just dumb as shit. Oh, how you gonna charge? Blah blah blah. I'm like, nigga, you always charge more than you buy it for. That's how you make money, you dumbass. Like, yeah, I know, I know. No, and you, but, and then, but the reason that it was different than what they advertised it for, for the $9.99 and the $19.99, is because Apple put a tax right. on top of those prices. Right. But when I just checked my statement, they just charged me, it was, it was only $19.99. Yeah. So if you go do it through their service, yeah, it's that price. And if you don't want it, don't get it. Like, damn, right. iTunes That's sucks it. too, but y'all ain't on there every day rolling that on. I, like, come on, man. Yeah, if you don't, I, so they don't like Jay. And niggas just don't, you know, whatever. I, I'm tired. I'm tired. Like, you know, I, I look like I'm caping for Jay. I'm not really caping for. I mean, I am caping for Jay, but I was just, I was just like, yo, y'all niggas, this, whatever, man, whatever. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I can't even say nothing else about no more. You don't want it, don't get it. But stop trying to write your think pieces and make it like you some big thinker and you so super deep and you so plugged in and what nobody else is plugged into and that's why you don't like title. You don't like title because you're a fucking hater and, and you don't like to see the black man if it that's in the art making money. You'd rather see motherfucking Tim Jobs, but you don't have no problem with Tim Jobs and them who, who or he dead now, Steve Jobs, he dead now. But Tim, what's the dude's name? Tim Wise. Nah, the, the dude from Apple, the gay dude. Whatever. Apple. Tim Wise. Not Tim Wise. Um, that dude. I can't remember his yeah. name. When they put out the 6S and the whatever S and this and the gold and that one is silver, y'all running out to spend your money on that. And that shit ain't adding no value to nothing. That's just a different color. So whatever. I ain't going to keep keeping for title. But Tim I just. Cook. Yeah, Tim Cook. But I just thought, I, you know, that one made me stop. I was like, you know what? That is a valid critique. Because it's a lot of them, they get to a certain level. And that's a part of the reason why I like Rihanna. Because Rihanna don't really do that. Rihanna will clap. She claps back real quick when niggas try to. You know, say shit. So, you know, y'all's favorites, whatever. I'm not. I'm I'm good on a lot of them. But um, yeah, I thought that I thought that was a good point though. Um, what was the other thing we was gonna say? We ain't really we ain't really have a lot of topics for this week. Um, what else? So it's my story. Did I tell everything? I, don't, I, I mean, you I told the most of it. I was. <laughs> I didn't know you went to jail for a month. I I, I want to hear more about the jail stories. I'm like, yo, did you do they be washing in there though? Like, how was the showers? Man, that was fucking awful. Um, so I didn't have any money. I didn't have any commissary. 
Thank you. Series. So everything I got is like I hustle for it, or it was given to me, or I like I play the game, sweet talk somebody. That's how I got it. Everything. Like the old lady that I um became friends with, I wound up eventually. Um, I lucked out and got a room with her, yeah. and she she got released like before we got out of one of the med wards, uh-huh. and so she left all her stuff to me. So oh, I wound okay. up getting lucky that way. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so you making it sound war. Yeah. Damn, no commissary. That's wrong. But um, you made um, it out. That's an important story. You made it out. So yeah, yeah. But when I got well, my my mom was on the whole. We gonna leave her in there, teach her a lesson, and get her shit together. Black people um, love shit. that shit, man. So like, my bail finally came down to uh, I think thirty five thousand. Um, then they got me out then. But then my case was continued until April. So it happened in September. I got out in October, and then I didn't get the programs until April. The program? Oh, yeah, like probation and all that? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get the probation until April. So did they, get, did they give you probation for jail? So if you do all your probation, your, your record is clean? Yeah. Yeah, that's my boy. My boy, Will, he's a lawyer now. We was in the Marine Corps. This nigga got uh, arrested trying to deal heroin. Same kind of similar story, except he got set up by some dude. And I told him, like, I mean, I knew he was doing a little something, but I didn't know he was doing no fucking heroin. Heroin costs to, to take a lot of jail time. And um, when he called me, like, I found out about it. You know, because Marines, if one person do something, they tell everybody. So I, I heard rumors about it, but he finally told me the story. And I was like, man, you got to stop. These dudes you plant, because he's from, we were stationed in um, Fort Meade, which is the Maryland, D.C. area. He's from <clears> Maryland. So he was basically home. So he was chilling with a lot of people that he knew from home and all of that. Okay. I was like, yo, man, them cats ain't... He was in law school at the time. He went to law school part-time when he was in, and then he finished up when he got out. And oh, wow. I was like, yo, man, these cats, you deal, they don't have nothing to lose, B. They're not in law school. They're not in the Marine Corps. They don't have these, these clearances that you got. He's a white dude. They don't have none of this. Like, come on, man, stop. You know, so the dude, the dude, he got set up because the dude, he was... I don't know, Some his friend got arrested or whatever and set Will up on a deal. So Will showed up with the heroin. Yeah, your boy is a white dude. Yeah, he's a white dude. Okay. He showed he showed up with the heroin and, and I mean he lucked up because his mom dates like a real prominent date. He's from Gaithersburg, which is in Montgomery, Montgomery County, Maryland. And this happened in Baltimore. Um okay. but his mom dates a very prominent judge out of Montgomery County, so the judge made some phone calls for him. And I mean, you know, he's a white dude. So he got in there, first offense, never been arrested, Marine, in law school, you know whatever the story and you know, he did his little probation probation before jail and they let him go. If he was black, I don't know if that would have happened. But anyway, the dude, one of his friends, set him up, got arrested, set him up. He was like, man, I knew it was set up because as soon as, soon as I went to pull the shit out, all the cops was everywhere. He was like, man, they was just waiting on me. So I was like, yeah. So, I mean, it happens, but you made it out. That's that's the important part. Yeah, man, that shit was rough. Like, the judge, the judge I had was, that shit was awful. She was just like, she looked at, she looked at the paper. She was like, Lehigh. She looked at me. She was like, what the fuck? Well, she didn't say what the fuck. Well, she was just yeah. like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And she was like, but no, this is too serious. Too many charges. No. Yeah. And she was like, no. And you tried to run over a police officer. Like, you have no respect for the law. You don't care about anything. And I was just like, whoa. I ain't trying to run over nobody. Right. I was like, Cops I was be lying, like, man. Cops be lying. When is America going to understand, white America understand that cops be lying? It's like, I was like, first of all, I was driving on both sides of the street. Like, obviously, if I wanted to hit you, I would have hit you, dog. Like, 
that's 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 what this equates to. But whatever. Um, but anyway, so like the day that she begrudgingly decided to grant me the program, she was like, she makes a statement, um, I'm going to go ahead and do this, but you might be hanging yourself. I think you're hanging yourself. I'm going to see you back here or something to that effect. And my mom was sitting there. My mom was fuming. She was like, how dare she say that to you? Fuck that bitch. She don't know you from nowhere. Like, well, I mean, I proved her wrong. I did everything. I wound up being able to move to Georgia. I got lucky. My PO was cool as shit. Oh, so that's what that's what made you move to Atlanta to get out of get out of Connecticut, or you just um, was gonna do that anyway? Was, I was gonna do that anyway. I was I was talking about leaving for like two years, and it was actually right before this happened. I was talking about it, okay. and I just it didn't happen quick enough. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, did I tell you? Um, I did tell you. So I'm gonna be down there. Uh, what is it? After I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna stay here for the fourth. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I ain't going to Atlanta for the fourth. I can't take my grandma and them for my birthday. But I'm gonna be down there um a few from the sixth to the I wanna say the eleventh. So the week after I'll Turn be up. down there. Yeah. So um trying to think oh, so I know we said we was gonna stop talking about the cop story, but you see this latest one, they shot the dude somewhere. I can't remember where they shot him at and he had the official story was like he had like an air rifle or something, so the official police story was like he turned around and tried to shoot at them or whatever. And no, they, I haven't heard this one. Yeah, so this dude got shot, and then the picture, somebody took a picture right when he got shot, and he has headphones in his ears, because what they were saying was like, dude, when the he had an air rifle, when the uh-huh. police rolled up, they was like he had headphones. The witnesses, like he had headphones, he couldn't hear the cop, and when he turned around to the cop, he had his, he had his gun in like a non-threatening position, and they shot him anyway. So, of course, that's what the witness was saying. And, you know, black-ass witnesses, we all liars, can't trust them, got to take the police story. And the police report, um, you know, just like with the other case, had this whole other story and didn't mention the headphones. And, like, he pointed the gun at us in a menacing way. We fear for the same bullshit they always say. Well, story got fucked up today or yesterday because some picture emerged or somebody at the scene took a picture of the dude right when he was shot. Down on the ground, you see the shot, you see the blood, and the dude has earphones in his ears. And when they found the, when they, when the whoever got there, the earphones had come magically stuffed in his pocket. So now they like, oh, so we need to do an investigation because you know, but whatever, ain't no, ain't no. You don't know, you don't remember where it was. No, it, um, no, maybe let's see. It was just that either happened today or yesterday. Like it just started. Or what store it was? Huh. You said it was in a store? Yeah, let me see. Dude shot with headphones. My goodness. Like, they're really fucking just killing us. Yeah, they are. And, And like, that's why, when this whole shit, what really fucked me up is when this whole shit happened with Mike Brown because I really, I was really feeling like this could have been me so easily, you know? Yeah. Because one, I had the dark tents on my car. I ran away from the scene twice. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. very easily, that could have been me. I just Googled something that says Salt Lake City, but that might be another one, because I, I feel like this is a white dude, and I feel like it wasn't a white dude. Now my phone is freezing up. I don't know. I don't think this was it, though, because it was a black dude. I can't find it, but it, it, it happened recently. It was either yesterday or Friday that it happened, but yeah, it was just another one. It's like, it's... it's 
I don't know, man. The Justice Department they don't do shit. They always investigate. And it, that's the thing. You see this fight for shit, man. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers put this fight for shit on the news. Like, anybody in America gives a fuck about FIFA. We don't even watch fucking soccer. How long y'all been investigating these motherfuckers? You got all these motherfuckers getting dead in the street. Dude just got hung in wherever it was, somewhere. They talking about we don't have no evidence that he was met foul play. Other than this nigga was hanging from a tree. Who kills himself by hanging, dude? Come the fuck on. Y'all don't find nothing, y'all don't find nothing suspicious, nothing needs to be elevated, and all these fucking racial deaths, but y'all out here fucking prosecuting soccer? Don't give a fuck about soccer? We don't even watch that shit in this country, man. What is, come on. Y'all full of shit. I didn't pay attention to that story at all. At all. I was yeah. like, that shit is still in the news. Oh, shit, soccer, should so-and-so resign? I don't give a fuck. That whole fucking sport can resign as far as I care. Nobody watches that bullshit. <laughs> Like the fuck, a lot of people man. do watch it, surprisingly, but I just, I don't have it in. It ain't I here. Do. Not in America. That shit will never, they look, soccer gonna take over. Not as long as we got football. And we're watching that boring ass shit. Whatever. But, um. Football. Y'all, man. Uh, all this, all this bullshit going on in America. All these police shootings. All these police killings. All these, they keep getting caught in lies. And y'all keep investigating, but can't find nothing to charge. But y'all charging this bullshit? Fuck out of here, man. The jig is up. The jig is so up. Did they, um, this is just like that John Crawford story. Who's John Crawford? The black guy that they shot that was holding the rifle in Ohio. Oh, in the Walmart? Yeah. Yeah, that was some bullshit, too. He's in the Walmart where they sell rifles, holding the rifle, and they, man, it's... They said he was waving it and shooting it at people, and he was just holding it. They said whatever they want to say, and they just taking that face value, and the Justice Department come in, and they don't do shit, and, and... You know, back in the 60s and the 70s, it was the same shit. And the only refuge people had was the Justice Department. The Justice Department would come in and they would press civil rights issues. And they would get conviction. It's all politicized. Because you got the people in there now, These all these fucking Republican Reagan appointments and Bush appointments, and they don't give a fuck. And now all of a sudden we can't find no evidence. It's like, get the fuck out of here, man. I don't know what's going to happen, man. But some shit is going, this shit... Niggas ain't just gonna keep taking this shit, and y'all just gonna keep lying, and y'all white people just gonna keep sitting back with that little smirk on your face, like we don't know what's up. Shit is gonna pop off, and 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 I personally, I I will be unbothered when it does, cause y'all, right. it's it's y'all, it's time for reckoning with the bullshit. Like we're tired of the bullshit. We try to wait for y'all to do the right thing, but y'all just determined to not. So hey, again, move. <laughs> like you don't want move or move. Who was it? You that retweeted the article this morning about the twenty million that they gave to. Um, yeah, yeah, the Nazis. These motherfuckers yeah. have paid Nazis almost twenty million dollars of social security benefits, and and still ain't gave niggas shit. I'm like, y'all giving this shit to Nazis? Like, Fuck. you guys have paid the Native Americans. You've paid the Japanese Americans. You've paid who else have they paid? They've paid every the, fucking uh, body. Everybody, you name it, somebody got some money. Yeah, the Jewish Americans. That that's the other party. But everybody but the black people. Crazy. Bruh, I'm sick. I'm sick of them. Like I said, shit gonna come to a head. Y'all keep this shit up. Shit's gonna come to a head. And I That's what's happening right now and everybody's looking for dumbfounded. And I, so hey, they could be dumbfounded all the way down. I can't wait. Cause I'm I'm like, yo, it's enough is enough. It's twenty fifteen. Y'all motherfuckers been in the way too long. We tired of the bullshit. Because, I mean, you have, I've, I've said, I think I've said this before on here, but it's like you have, you have now this generation of kids that, whose parents received no answers, they begged for answers, whose parents before that have begged for answers, whose parents before that were probably slaves or the children of slaves. 
that wanted answers and wanted freedom. So like now you nobody has freedom still, and now these kids have no answers. They want answers. They don't even know what the questions are <laughs> at this point. Yo. But they're pissed off. And, and now you have a problem because they're ruthless. They don't give a fuck, and nobody can really blame them. And they're not. And they're not. And they're not falling for the step and fetch it. They're not falling for these preachers that y'all want to throw at people. And they're right. not falling for these like fucking um, kowtow politician that just want to hold their place with the white man no right. more. So that's because is not working. they're brilliant and they're quick and, and they're fed the fuck up. Right, and they call in Fox News and all these people on their bullshit. So they're not falling for the double talk. So yeah. I know what else we said we was gonna do, and I didn't watch it. Didn't you say you wanted to do Love and Hip Hop, The Wedding? Did you watch that shit? I did watch The Wedding. I did not watch it. It was interesting. That's what I heard. I saw y'all tweeting it, so I feel like I saw it, but I didn't, I was like, that is where I draw the line. I am not watching that shit. I'm like, that maybe I didn't watch it because I didn't care. That's, that's just the honest truth. Like, I was like, the least thing I care about on that show. Is is Mandisi's and Yandy and their wedding, and then I heard like some more kids fell out the out the out the cabinets. Like every t- I still don't know how many kids they got. People was mad at me when I was like, "Well, who whose kid is that?" They were like, "No, they got a son." I was like, "I I don't know none of them kids. I don't know nobody cheering. I don't give a fuck. I didn't even know they had a, a kid together. I thought they was all his kids. They got two kids together. That's what people said. I didn't I, know that I, he had two other sons. Nigga, if you would have put a gun in my head and be like, tell me all the lineage right now, I would have just been dead. Because I didn't even know they had two sons together. No, they got they have a daughter and a son together. Aye. But he has two other sons. He has Mendeecee Jr. and then there's another son under that. Didn't, and I didn't know that. Did not know it. And all I know is the one little boy they show. That one little boy they show all the time, is that her son or no? No, that's not. Because that's the one, the one with the pretty eyes? Or not? Nah, the nah, the one, the one that the um, lesbian moms and them be arguing over. That's not her. No, that's Mendes Junior. Right, that's the other one. Okay, yeah. So that's the only one I know. I don't know none of the rest of them kids. Yeah, the one, the one with the light eyes. I think his name is Samir, and he he's also the one that they, he had to get surgery. I forget on what. Oh, um, cool. oh so that's the one. Mendes is called up talking about he in the hospital and she was panicked. Yeah. Okay. See, I would have never knew that. I, that whole yeah. I I never knew, but um. It, yeah, I didn't watch it, but, um, and you know, oh, so you know in the meantime, supposedly, you see, uh, supposedly Stevie and, uh, Jocelyn broke up, because supposedly she cheated on him or something, he tweeted something about her, um, cheating on him. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he had two tweets, well, I was saying that Jocelyn t- tweeted, yeah. cheated on him when he was in rehab, after all he did for her family, and she tweeted back, like, you a crybaby, and the blogs say that supposedly she dumped him, and now she with some other music exec in Atlanta, which I did with quotes, because it seemed like everybody in Atlanta is a music exec, but ain't nobody heard of none of these music execs, or none of these musics, or none of these labels, so I don't know. You see it? He tweeted, what was Monday's date? Huh? What was Monday's date? I don't know, but I mean, you could probably, he don't tweet that much, you could probably go to his, just go to his Twitter and you'll yeah. see it, but people was retweeting it. It was two tweets. Uh... The flood alert. It was it was um two tweets that he tweeted. And it's on like the blogs too, like that he tweeted it and then supposedly she hit him back like I used to start crying, you cry, baby, you bitch, you know how you you know how you know, whatever. I don't know. So Maybe I don't, they got deleted. Huh? 
Maybe they got deleted. Oh, that's just, that's just what I was about to say. You know they beef all the time and get right back together, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's all been deleted by now. <laughs> that's what I was just about to say. So, yeah, but he definitely tweeted because people was retweeting it. And it was on the blogs. So, yeah. So, I mean, and people, I guess, again, I didn't watch it, but people said that Washington said the people looked like they had never been to a wedding because they was, like, clapping at the wrong time and, like, just, like... <laughs> they was like, I didn't pay attention to that, but for one thing, for me, it was just a lot of people. Way too many motherfucking people. <laughs> Excuse my language, but way too many people. Like, for the wedding party itself, had it was too long. The processional was way too long. Like, I was just, I don't even understand what the people's roles were anymore. It's just like, what are you here to do? <laughs> And then they said people was clapping at inappropriate times, and it was just a mess. So I didn't watch it because um, I just didn't watch it. And, you know, I, that's, and people were dressed weird. That's what like, people said. People, know y'all were coming to a wedding? Yeah, that's what people said. People said people was dressed weird, and I guess, um, you know, loving hip-hop chicks got their titties off. They were just like, yo, y'all are doing the most, like, uh, yeah. So, nah, I didn't, I'm good on, that's the one thing I was like, I will not be watching that. Plus, um, the, the Ohio, the hotel doesn't have VH1, so I have to, I don't get to see it Monday anyway, I always gotta wait and try to watch it on VH1. That's why I forgot that I saw that, that lost episode we were talking about, cause I watch it Tuesday night on VH1, um, all they got is H, I'd be mad too, cause I'm like, damn, y'all got MTV and BET, but y'all don't have VH1, I don't understand it, but it's Ohio, so. You know, certain That's, places. That is weird. Yeah, but usually when you go to white places like that, they won't have BET, but they have BET. Yeah. That's why I was like, well, how y'all got BET, but y'all have VH1, but I guess that might have been just too niggerous for them. <laughs> it's like, we can't, we're not going to have two black channels. But isn't um, MTV and VH1 both Viacom? Are they still Yeah, but you know, the hotel, I guess they only have, I think VH1 is like on some extended type of cable and I guess they don't have it but the hotel it depends I think it's just that hotel because when I was in Minneapolis I was staying at the W they had VH1 at that cable so I guess it just depends on the cable you get okay they don't have it I'll be pissed yeah but I mean shout out to Yandy's uh Yandy's shout out to Yandy and Mendeecees for their love and their so how did you find out? You tweeted about you. Um, how did you find out about Fig? Like, what you was looking for, Mandisi's barber? Or like, what made you? Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. Why? Guys, I was looking at his hairline, and I was like, that shit is French. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, that's that's my barber. That's why. I mean, people sit and wait for him. That's my barber. But yo, bro, like, be kill. Like, I, I skip every other Saturday. I didn't go this week. I'll go next. But it's like you got to give up a whole Saturday for this cat. Like, yo, man, come. Oh, he lives in this complex. I don't know where. But I, I should have known, yo. I should have fucking known that that was your barber. Yeah, that's big. He he's a good barber. Like he he's a good barber, but he don't take appointments. He be late, and then he also does like dogs. So if somebody comes by with a dog, he gotta stop, and it's like twenty minutes. Oh, I gotta go check on the dogs. I gotta go feed the dogs. Let me go walk the dogs. And you be in the chair like, oh my gosh, <laughs> looking around like yo. Yeah, yeah. So I just knew I was gonna get in there early. I'm gonna get there eleven. I knew not to go at like nine or ten. He was gonna be there, but eleven is a good time to go. This thing was not there. I was like, oh. Now I'm spoiled out here. I can go to the barbershop five, six o'clock in the morning. I I'm wish. I, when I was in Maryland, I used to, and even in LA, I would make an appointment. My boy Maurice, who's also a good barber, actually Maurice is an excellent barber because he went to. 
he didn't just go to barber school. He went to beauty school. So he knows how to do everything. I'll make an appointment with him, show up, boom. Like, that's what I'm used to. And I'm like, Finn, you make appointments. He's like, nah, but if you call, I'll hold your spot. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That ain't exactly an appointment, though. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's where I go. He's right up. He's right. He's on 135th of age. So I just walk down the block, and um, that's where I go. Yeah, that line was clean. Everybody line was clean, and I was like, I mean, it's a sandwich. Excuse me, y'all. I'm hungry. <laughs> Um, but I was like, yeah, that line, clean as shit. All that lines. Yeah, he's a good barber. That's why people wait, I guess, and sit there and, and, and go through fuck shit, because he's a good barber. And he cut a lot of, um, it's a lot of industry cats that be in there, too. Um, that's the, that's the, that's the shop that I say that's the Diddy shop, because everybody in there, like, his brother, his brother, um, he don't be in there a lot. I think his brother was in jail, and now he's back out. Wait, anytime he's in there, he'll tell you about how he know Puff and all them, and Puff's his man. I had a group, I had a group for Puff back in the day. Uh, I mean, like, this nigga, you can't tell this nigga he not in the music business, and he be talking about shit from, like, 2000, so you can tell they all Harlem niggas, because whenever, when Diddy had the concert, they had to join up on the TV, and everybody was like, oh, Kim ain't lost a step, and I'm like, all y'all niggas are stuck in 1998, I can just tell, I can just tell, like, it's, you know, but, um, yeah, that's, that's the dude, so if you come, yeah, that's my barber. But, ooh, well, what time we gotta get there so we can get out? I couldn't tell you. I try to go. I try to go ten thirty, eleven. But if he ain't there, you gotta wait for him to get there. Don't leave because if you leave, whoever coming in the meantime gonna be ahead of you. So I can't. I don't know. I, I just try to go as early. But sometimes though. But see, you gotta catch a window because one day I went real late and I was. I went around two. And I was like, oh, I know it's going to be a thousand niggas, but I guess I caught the window. So I caught after all the early people was done and before the late people came. So when I got in there, there was only two people in there. So I was like, all right, I put, I put that in my middle roller decks. And I was like, all right, if you come and it'd be too crowded, try to see what time it is and maybe come back at two. So, you know, because if you get there around 12 or 1, you're going to have five, six people ahead of you. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely, when I'm there and I need a cut, that's where I want to go. Yeah, he'll hook you up. He a cool dude, dude. He likes him, dude. He, he real cool, but, um, yeah, it's, oof. Yeah. All right, well, I think, I think we got, we had a slow week. It's been a slow news week, so we didn't have a whole lot of topics, but I think we, I think we got a good little piece out of it. And you know what I noticed on our second one? We forgot to do our outro, so we got to do it this time. Oh yeah. Oh, and if you guys have any questions about my story, I'm sure I I told it horribly. Um, nah, you told it good. You got the main point. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. So it's um, I don't know. I guess we will we will call this one just Louise. Because I came up this, I was like Thelma and Louise, but it was it was just Louise. So maybe, maybe that's what we'll call this one. Also, and if you saw Rihanna's performance on SNL, it's gonna have my money. I laughed hysterically. I laughed too, but I was like, yo, because, you know, oh, I love Rhi, but Rihanna's performance is like, she, you know, she's not no big dancer. And she does the, like, Rihanna seemed like she'd be on stage like, I'm going to do the move and that's it. I'm doing the absolute, I'm not doing no extra shit. My bitch, I'm not Beyonce. I'm not, I'm going to pick it up, put it down, hit, throw your hip, back up, boom. That's And so I was already laughing because I'm like, Rihanna don't give a fuck about your dance move. She's just going to get up there. She's going to do the bare minimum. She's going to do the bare minimum. But it's still going to be fantastic. 
So when she was in the, when I was like, I see this up in the car. I was like, what's happening? What is going on here? <laughs> then when I saw, I was like, yo, but when the girl sat up in the backseat, <laughs> I fell the hell out. I was like, who did this? Like, whose idea? Because I was like, that girl had to crawl into the back of that car mid some because when she first got in the car, they put the car together. So she wasn't there. So I'm like, when this fucking girl crawling to and then she sat up. I was like, yo, that shit, I don't know why. I thought that was so funny, but I did. I was like, yo, why was that necessary? Then they I all got to yo. Shit. I was just like, look at this shit right here, Chelsea. Look. That's you. You were right the right. I was like, look at you. <laughs> but her second performance, American Oxygen, I thought was real good. See, and again, yeah. you know, I know y'all love Beyonce. Don't get me wrong, but. Rihanna is one of the few stars. She don't be doing nothing. She just be standing at the mic, and she's so magnetic. Like, she just pulls you in. Like, she's a star, man. You can't never say, damn, it's raining in the window. You can't never say she's not a star. But she just, that American Oxygen, the light wasn't even really all the way on her. And it was just like, whoop, ripped in. She, you know, she really is. Because at first, when she came out, I was iffy about her. And she really lured me in when um, she made her, like, transformation. Yeah. And like mature. Yeah. And take a bow. And like right. from there, I was just like, whoo. I had, honestly, I'm, it was even, I noticed her take a, I, I was not giving the fuck about Rihanna at all. I noticed her right. take a bow. She still didn't pull me in. Cause when the thing with Chris happened, I, I, when she went through that, when she had the, um, when she was being like all super dark with the guns mm-hmm. and with the S&M, I thought that was kind of corny just because I hadn't been paying attention. So she still didn't get me with that. But she really got, when did Rihanna really, when I was like, yo. It was, I think it was, um, when Drake, with the joint, when, um, the joint with Drake, the big song, I Know You've Been Heard, what's the name of that song? Take Care. Yeah. That's when I really started noticing. Or no, what was the other one that they had, though? Um, the square root, the square root of 69 is 8 something. What was that song? Was that Take Care? I think so. I don't know, whatever. When Take Care came out. That's when I was like, oh, okay, I like Rihanna. I mean, I had noticed her before, but I wasn't like, I didn't care. But that's when I started noticing how fly she was. And then the whole thing with Chris Brown, you know. What's my name? What's my name? Yeah, that's when I was really, like, got on her. And then when she did the Oprah interview, actually, that's what it was. The Oprah interview really made me like Rihanna. Because prior to that, I was kind of, I didn't know. I was like, I don't know. She could be a knucklehead. But in that video, in that interview, she yeah. came across me. I was like, oh, she's really smart. That's a smart girl. Like, you know, you can yeah. tell she was raised right. Her mom's an accountant. She's she she I hate to say this, she speaks so well. She don't sound she don't sound like dumb in an airhead like some of the others when they talk. Like she's very articulate. She's very yeah. you can tell you can tell that she's a smart girl. And you can tell that she was raised right. And she would again, what Chris Brown has not done. She worked her way through her issues, and you could tell, you could see that she realized what was going. It was still a little bit. She still had me worried because she still sounded like she had some battered woman syndrome. She was saying when she was talking about how she was really just worried about him, and but you could see that that was somebody that was smart enough to work through her issues and was figuring out what the issue yeah. was and was and was relaying it to Oprah in a way that made sense and showed that she's a thoughtful person and she's going to be all right. She also knew that she had to leave him alone. Exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. She was smart enough to know that she was going to be all right. This is what I'm going to have to do. Yeah, I'm going to always love this nigga, but no, nah, we going to two different things. That's, that's what pulled me in. That's when I liked her. She didn't have no makeup on, and she was still beautiful. 
Yeah. She was driving around her hometown, being Rihanna, and that's what really started making me like Rihanna. And ever since then, I've just been in. Before that, I was just like, eh. Yeah. That was the episode she took, um, did she take her family on, like, a shopping spree in there, I think? Maybe. I know she went to her mom's house, and she showed the house she bought her mom, and they talked yeah. to her mom and her brother. Um, I love that. I love how she stays connected to she's, her name. She stays real because remember when they went to the house where she lived in and they told the story later, they said when they first showed up, the dude wouldn't let them in the house. <laughs> the dude was like, no, y'all can't come in here. And they said, Rihanna, just Rihanna opened just on the steps like, <laughs> for real? So then they said, finally, they got him to let, let them in the house. But just to show that, like most people are not going to be that real to show you, yo, look, this is a small ass house I grew up in. You know, yeah. like they try to keep it. They try to keep it super fancy, and she was like, "Nah," you know. So I love artists that like make themselves vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. And the ones who don't, I don't really, I don't be here for them. Like, yo, you too, yeah. you too manufactured. You too superficial. It's all, you know. I don't. You're not. You know, I'm not taking nothing away from you, but you're not. I, you're not. I'm not interested in you. You know, I'm not. I'm, you're not interesting. You don't make me want to know more. You don't draw me in. Yeah, you're a good performer and you put out songs, but that's it. I play your song and boom, I don't think about you no more. You know what I mean? So that's just me, though. All right, so I think we got a good. We got a good little show. So I'm uh I'm Kells at KMGZ. And I'm suave at Sincerely Suave. And we appreciate y'all for listening. I, and, you know, again, I don't check the stats, but she say y'all out there. And if y'all like us, retweet us, tell your friends, have us listen, have them listen. And, um, you know, as always, you know, just we appreciate y'all. Yes, we do. Um, please, we, we, would, um, we would appreciate some feedback. Um, anything, say anything. You can say it on our Twitters. Any of our Twitters or the podcast Twitter, I think it's thanks for asking without the... Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up. All right. We're uh, terrible at this. Yeah. Why she does that, a lot of y'all do tweet us on the timeline. They tweet me directly. That's cool. And I, I appreciate it. If y'all, you know, if that's what y'all yeah. want to do, that's fine. Um, and we know y'all listening. And we know y'all like it. So anything y'all want us to talk about or topics or, I don't know, just whatever, let us know. Yeah. Anything. Um, so the, the podcast Twitter is thanks underscore for asking without the G and we do have an email and it's thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com word all right right. so y'all have a good week and we will see y'all next week peace all right